Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate each one of you for tuning in, for um, listening to the show archived, and also for downloading it on iTunes. I do appreciate each one of you. You make my job so easy. It's not even a job. It's something that I'm really passionate about. So if you are a first-time listener, um, just give you a little bit of background. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching service. And I was inspired to do this show close to two years ago. It's really just to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you deserve to live. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics that um, affect our life in every day on a personal level as well as the professional level. And some of these areas are our personal and professional growth, our personal relationships, uh, professional relationships. We cover money, finances, career, self-esteem, and overall the quality of life. I do have guests that come on the show to help me along the way. And uh, just so you know, the show is really intended to be for thought, you know, intended to be thought provoking and for information purpose. I like you to reach me directly or my guests if you like to get some more um, help or you um, want some more information. And of course, you can either go to my website at www.coachingbyria.com and you can also reach me on Skype, Coach Ria, one word and send me an email, coachria at gmail.com. I am so excited to have this show today. I'm always excited to have this show. As you know, I'm always full of energy, and I love what I do. So, um, But this is something that I I love, um, wine. And today I'm really excited to introduce you to the founder of the Barefoot Wine. So um, my guest today, Michael Hulahan, he's um, he calls himself a serial entrepreneur. Um, he's a great guy. He's an industry reformer, a brand builder. He helps a small and medium-sized businesses build their brand and achieve profitability. Michael created and built the famous Barefoot Wine brand. We all know the brand, of course. He offered extensive experience from demonstrating success. So, of course, uh, Michael Hulahan is the founder, along with Connie Harvey, uh, of the Barefoot Wine. They founded the wine um, years ago, and uh, they sold the wine to Gallo in 2005. So, Michael, right now, he's a keynote speaker, author, and consultant. He focused on uh, the proven business and marketing principle responsible for growing the famous Barefoot Wine brand using out-of-the-box thinking, pay-for-performance, positive culture, channel distribution management, and worthy cause marketing. He took the Barefoot Wine brand from F-Security to a national and international best-selling American wine icon. He know, he, I'm sorry, he now shares his winning business philosophy to maximize brand equity by improving image, 
customer retention and distribution while, re while reducing turnover, overhead, and impact of competition. And Michael will be releasing a new book in 2013 called The Barefoot Spirit. And uh, the book is really a story, an inspiring story of the barefoot wine from its humbling beginning to becoming the number one selling American wine brand in the country. Um, right now, Michael, presently, he is partner with Martin Jones in wine country business consulting firm, assisting small and medium-sized businesses to develop their brand uh, become more efficient and achieve profitability. Um, Michael has a, a great resume, so please join me in welcoming Michael, the icon, um, uh, on my show. I'm really delighted to have you. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much. Michael, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show, first of all, because I am a wine enthusiast. <laughs> so, um, so you know, any time there is, you know, a subject about wine, I'm in. So, um, but let's, let's, I mean, let's start with this whole concept of building a business. And I call it like a, a, um, an icon business. I mean, this is something, um, it, it came with a lot of pain, hard work. And determination, and and I really truly believe. I mean, in the description of my show, I said I I put out can a little creativity, resourcefulness, gut and grit be enough to create a successful business? And you proved to say yes. Well, you know, today Rhea, um, we're being pandered to with all these shortcut methods. You have the four day work week. You got the three minute manager. And I understand you can get flat abs in two minutes. But the fact of the matter is that it really takes quite a long time. Uh, and it takes, it takes a lot of stick to itness And that kind of tenacity is really what is necessary. You can't just have a good idea. You really have to see it through. And you really don't have time for two good ideas. So the, what we did with Barefoot was... I mean, and, and imagine, we started in our laundry room mm -hmm. with no money and no knowledge of the wine industry. And we had to take it from there. And we built this brand using no advertising. And so we wrote the book, The Barefoot Spirit, to actually give people an idea of the guiding principles behind this brand and behind any brand that wants to be successful. And it's our hope that when people read the book, they're going to go, oh, gee, there's something I hadn't read before. There's something they don't teach in school. Right. Because our knocks are hard knocks, and we're telling people the real stuff. We're very sure about it because we spent many, many years doing it the wrong way, and then we discovered how to do it the right way, and, of course, that worked. Well, absolutely, it has. So it's a, it's a proven uh, um, method. But where did this whole concept start? I mean, I know I've read a little bit about Connie was really kind of sort of intimidated by wine, and, and she didn't believe that she had to have a master's degree to order a glass of wine <laughs> in a restaurant, So which I thought that was, like, pretty cool because a lot of yeah. people feel intimidated by wine and what to choose and stuff. But how did you and Connie come up with the idea, we want to get into the wine business? 
Okay, well, first of all, in deference to Bonnie, I have to tell you her name is Bonnie, or she's going to beat me up. What did I, I'm sorry, did I say Bonnie? You called her Connie. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I just meant because I'm, she's going to wonder who's Bonnie, who's Connie, and Michael, Bonnie. and what and why haven't you told me? <laughs> so I apologize, Bonnie, because I'm really thinking Bonnie. I know her name is Bonnie, so I'm not sure why I said Connie. So that was uh, okay. So that what was, happens is what what happens is, and and this is interesting because in the barefoot spirit we have the whole story, but I'll give you a little rundown now to give you just a taste of of what's involved there, but. You know, so many books, so many business books are written as prescriptive text. You know, they have like, here's the six things you should do, the four things you should never do, the three things to look out for, and the 27 things your customer wants. Well, most people fall asleep about Chapter 2 on those kind of books because they're just too boring. So we decided to write a book that is more like a business adventure story. So you ride along with Michael and Bonnie, and you witness them – you know, get up in the morning and bam, they get hit with this brick of reality and then another brick of reality falls in the, out of the sky. And these are all things that they are confronting. But the way they get into all this is really backwards and sideways. They fall into the wine business. They don't try to get into the wine business. They didn't really want to get into the wine business. But Bonnie had a client who was a grower who grow grapes in California, and he sold his wines, I mean, sold his grapes to a winery for three years, and the winery didn't pay him. And as a matter of fact, they declared bankruptcy. And Bonnie was doing the books for this gentleman. And so she came to me, who was her boyfriend at the time, and said, you know, Michael, um, maybe you can help Mark out. He seems to have trouble with collecting from this company. So I said, well, I'll go over there and talk to him, and I'll see what I can do. So I went over. I didn't know anything about wine, but I did know that maybe they could solve this debt situation in a different way than just paying him money. And they could. They gave us wines in bulk and bottling services. So basically they said, we'll pay the bill, but instead of paying the bill with money, we'll pay the bill with wine and we'll put it in any kind of package you want. And so that's how Barefoot Wine got started. But so what? So now we had all this wine, but we needed to have a a label. We needed to have a marketing program. We needed to understand the wine industry. We had to understand everything there was to know about distribution, and then every state has different laws controlling alcohol beverages, and it goes on and on in the supermarkets and the distributors, and it's huge. So we didn't know that. If we'd known that, we would have never done such a crazy thing. But we wound up with this trade. And so we proceeded to try to figure out how we were going to market this wine out in the marketplace so we could convert it into dollars and pay the debt. And that's Mm -hmm. how we began. And so we started asking questions. We asked questions of everybody we knew. We went to people who were buyers, we went to truckers, we went to forklift operators, we went to people in warehouses. We call it making friends in low places because that's where you're really going to learn a lot about the industry that you're going into that the college boys are not going to tell you. So the practical end of it. And what we learned – oh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, because that was like my, my question, because I definitely do like your philosophy. Um, you know, the, the, I call it ask and you shall receive. You went yep. on and started asking your customers what they want. In, exactly. You know, in the wine, like the supermarket, what they want to carry on their shelves, so, you know, what prices that they think their customers are willing to pay. And I think this is a great, you know, uh, philosophy. Do you think that philosophy can work in any business? I think it absolutely has to work in any business. Unfortunately, many people get excited about their business. Their ego gets involved. You know, it's their business. They come mm -hmm. to work. They're the boss. People have to do what they say. But they forget they're not the boss. There's only one boss, and that's the customer. Right. And so the question is, what does the customer want? And then there's another question, which is, who is your customer? Right. You might think that your customer is the general public, but you may never get your product to the general public unless you go to your brokers, your distributors, your transporters, everybody that's between you and your customer, the various different laws and everything else. So there's quite a few customers along the way that you need to ask, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And so what happens is that you take the world of all possibilities and it gets narrowed down to the few possibilities that can actually get through the system to the general public and give them what they want. And that's when you know you're on the winning route. Great philosophy, and I appreciate you teaching us that because, you know, as a as a small entrepreneur myself, you know, starting the business, you know, a few years back, I look at these things and I, I take them really as valuable um, lessons to learn. Um, from someone like yourself, you know, who's been successful in, in building a, a business of that uh, um, that size. Now, I know you and Connie have faced a lot of challenges, and how did you overcome them? And can you share some of these things that you were really facing when you started off that can help us, you know? Sure, sure. Well, the book's subtitle, The Barefoot Spirit, the subtitle right. is How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built a Best-Selling Wine. And, boy, hardship and hustle and heart, uh, when you think about it. Um, they say that necessity is the mother of invention, but I'm here to tell you that being undercapitalized is the father. And so we, were, we had huge challenges that we had to face. But because we didn't have any money, we were forced to be imaginative. We were forced to come up with out-of-the-box thinking. We were forced to be resourceful. And I mean, you know, using our laundry room for an office and getting Bonnie's mom to help us fold T-shirts for promotion and all kinds of stuff that sounds very much like a cottage industry at first. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it gave us the opportunity to get started. The other thing is we made lots of mistakes, and when we made those mistakes, we learned from them. Mm -hmm. Like, for one thing, we... we expanded too fast we went into too many states too quickly before we realized that we really needed to have a representative in every state that we went into just to keep the product on the shelf and just to keep the community interested in barefoot and so we had to back out of a few states get back down to where we started in uh, the west coast and just concentrate on the West Coast for a couple more years until we build up enough traction, enough uh, experience, and enough money to actually pay for people to be in other states that we expanded into, and then they would oversee 
the marketing of Barefoot in those territories. Another thing that happened was, you know, we had this huge challenge of advertising. We had mm-hmm. we had customers that said, yes, I'll put Barefoot in the store, but nobody's ever heard of Barefoot. Why should I put it in the store? You know, it's hard to believe today, but there was a time when nobody ever heard of Barefoot. So they'd say, well, why don't you spend a couple million dollars on advertising? And we'd say, well, because we don't have it. And they said, well, you know, you're going to have to figure something out because we're not going to put it in until it's well known. So we went back to the laundry room and we scratched our head and we said, how are we going to make this well known? Well, Bonnie and I, this is where the heart comes in. We found out that, you know, we both loved conservation. We're both hikers. We're nature lovers. And, we, you know, we love to be inclusive. We're humanitarian. So we're in favor of human rights. And so we thought, well, why don't we go out and support groups that are supporting human rights, conservation, education, the kinds of things that we're for anyway, even if we weren't in business. You know, these are personal, our personal, you know, heartfelt uh, goals. And so we did. And what we noticed was that by giving them wines for their fundraisers and for their events, and by going and helping them with their events, and by taking their message to our customers on little signs on our bottles and asking for money from our customers. Imagine how audacious that is. Not only give me $5 for the wine, but I want another $5 for this library project over here. So doing that, we found that the people who wanted the library to be built were all buying barefoot wine. And we thought, my goodness, this is better than advertising. So we discovered what we called worthy cause marketing. It was a way to get the members of the nonprofits we supported to have a social reason to buy our product. And I think that's really effective today because we're living in a day where people are demanding transparency. And thanks to the Internet, we can actually find out about companies. We know what they stand for beyond the product they're selling. So nobody wants to buy, you know, a a soccer ball that's sewed together by 13-year-olds in a factory in Sri Lanka. Right. Say so they don't want to do that. They don't want to. They don't want to vote with their money that way. So people are starting to get smart about the effect of of their spending. You know, people have problems with the government. Well, guess what? It's the government you bought by the way you spent your money. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, so true. So we just took that from a business standpoint and said, okay, let's support worthy causes that our community is in favor of. And right. that we're in favor of, so that's the heart part. But um, but I mean, you know, you have. Those, yeah, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, I was saying. I mean, obviously, your idea of of thinking outside the box and 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 using, you know, like a nonprofit organization and 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 to to market your your um, brand. I think that is incredibly uh, clever. Um, I don't think everybody can think of things like that. You know. Um, well, so, you'd be surprised. I, I used to say the fastest way to learn to dance is when somebody's shooting at your feet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and but, when you don't have any money and you've got bills to pay, you'd be surprised how imaginative you're going to get. I think, and Bonnie says this all the time, that she says, I feel sorry for a person with a good idea, and I right. feel doubly sorry for them if they have money. Because what happens is people get the idea. You hear people every day say, I got a great idea, but I can't raise any money for it. 
right. or they say, you know, I started my business, but I ran out of money. Right, well, right. this is based on the idea that somehow you don't have to develop a cash flow early and often. And we got carried away with the Silicon Valley days of people raising capital and then going to what they call a burn rate. Imagine burning money, you know, and then asking for more. And, you know, today investors are looking for companies that are already cash flowing, which means you are selling your product and people are buying it and you're delivering it and you're replacing it on the shelf and it's selling again. And so that's why I recommend to people who are new entrepreneurs, start small, start in a small market area where you can control it, where you can go out and see what the merchandising looks like. And you can talk to people in your community and you can control what's happening. If you go too big and make the mistake we made, you're going to have to retrench. So people will, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm actually, I'm taking in a lot of notes, you know, writing and and mentally as well. Um, But one of the things that I'm thinking about, like, you know, a couple of the things that you pointed out, first of all, know your customer. That's very important. Second, ask your customer what they want. Um, And I think those are key. But what, what was the most important thing for you and Bonnie when you really came up with the idea of starting this business? What was your mission? What were you hoping to really... What we wanted to do was we wanted to give America an American house wine, a mm-hmm. personal house wine. That would be the wine that you have in your own house. It's in your refrigerator. It's on your shelf. And a wine that is very affordable, like mm-hmm. $6, $7 a bottle. Mm-hmm. So we also knew when we started, because we were outsiders, so we said, okay, we have to get an alcoholic beverage license. Well, let's take a look at that. And we said, right. gee... There's beer, there's wine, and there's spirits. So we said, let's take a look at the marketing. Right. Well, wine marketing in those days was very snooty, very snobby, and they were talking down to people and using French terms. And beer, on the other hand, was very friendly. You know, they had Miller time, just want to be your bud. They were buddying up to you. Right. And beer was talking about having a good time with beer, whereas wine was talking about how wine was made or what it was made out of. And we thought, you know, people need to have a good time with wine. So we came up with the concept of get barefoot and have a great time, which is the double on top, you know, take off your shoes and have a good time and get barefoot, which means buy the bottle of barefoot and have a good time, have a great time. And so we wanted to have an American house wine, personal house wine. And at the time, there wasn't anything like that. So in order to do that, we wanted to have a label that was friendly, that people would remember, that was an American concept, using the word barefoot, which is an American term or an English term, if you will, and it had the same name as the image. So we deliberately set it up that way, and we've had fun with it. We called the back label um, footnotes, for instance, and you know, we started making puns and, and encouraging other people to have fun with it. And so And I heard was, that foot was actually Bonnie's foot, is that correct? Oh, that's quite a story. So <laughs> so Eric, we want to use the barefoot, so we hire this artist in LA and she sends two or three versions of the foot. Right. And Bonnie looks at him and she goes, no, 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 that will never do. You know, I want to have a foot that's more slender, that looks like this, looks like that. And so the artist says, well, 
send me some examples. Uh-huh. So she's sitting there one night, and she says, you know, she says, I know where there's an example of a perfectly good foot, and it's right on the end of my leg. <laughs> so she sends me out to the art store to get a big piece of art paper right. and the largest ink pad they make, which is about one foot wide and about 18 inches long, and it opens like a book, and it has a giant ink pad there for a rubber stamp, a giant rubber stamp. But she sits down, takes her shoe off, sits down on a, a chair in the in our kitchen and stomps on it and stomps on the paper and puts it in a Federal Express envelope and sends it down to L.A. and says, more like that. Interesting. That's a good – I when I read that somewhere, I don't know where I read it, I thought that was really pretty clever. Uh, hey, it's, you know, it's right there. Sometimes we – you know, the things that we want is like right right under our nose, right? So we don't have to go that far to look for them and find them. No. And but. we like the we like the symbol because it was friendly because Absolutely. it's um you know, it's it's non racial, it's non religious, it's non political. You don't know anything about a person when you see their footprint except that this is a human being. So it's very inclusive and yeah. we like that. I want to remind our listeners, you are listening to your Life Now radio show, and my guest today is uh, Michael um, Hulahan, the founder of The Barefoot Wine. Uh, their book, The Barefoot Spirit, is out in 2013. Is it early 2013? Will be yes, out? it will be. Okay, yes. great. And the, the, the book is really an inspiring story of how um, hardship, hustle, and hard builds um uh and, and and heartfelt built a best selling wine and and uh, Michael's here to share some of these uh um tips and the story behind um this uh friendly i have to call it house you know american house um wine now the competition i mean you know we in any industry competition um it's it's a problem for some people you know where they sure. feel they have to compete now in Sonoma, I mean, I've been to Sonoma, I've been to Napa Valley, and, you know, and there's so many different, you know, um, wine labels. How do you, how do, you know, I mean, obviously those were some of the challenges that I'm sure you guys had faced um, in building the brand, but how did you deal, you know, how did you deal with those? Um, well, when we conceptualized Barefoot, we took into consideration everything that was out there already, right. of course. And what we did is we deliberately distinguished our brand from everything that was out there. For one thing, our brand was five ninety nine right. and six ninety nine. Right. And everything else was way over ten dollars. The other thing that we did is we distinguished our brand by making it fun when everybody else was real serious. Right. And Barefoot was really the first fun wine and started that whole revolution. And then the next thing we did is we did something really radical. We found out that our customer wanted the wine to taste consistent from year to year, which was just the opposite of vintage. So in vintage wine, it tastes different from year to year because the vintages are different. So right. we got an excellent winemaker, Jennifer Wall, who understood the palate of the general public, not the wine snobs, but the average person, and put together a fruit-forward wine that would taste the same every year by mixing vintages. So we we had a wine that had no number on it. It didn't say vintage whatever, see, because it was non-vintage. 
And we did that deliberately so that we could approach the same flavor profile that we had in the past. Okay. And then the other thing we did was we had a <clears throat> we had a, um, a mission statement that was four words: best wine, best price. Now everybody says, "Oh, everybody says they're the best wine." Uh, how could you possibly say that? I said, "Well, best price is the price at which most wine sells, which is five ninety nine to six ninety nine. That's the price that most of the wine sells." Now, to be best at that price means that you have the most awards at that price point. So third-party awards, the most of them at that price point, is the best wine at the best price. So by distinguishing ourselves and setting up a very simple and straightforward mission statement, we just bypassed the competition. We didn't take them on. We offered a whole new thing. We created a whole new market. We created a niche that didn't exist before. We called it the personal house wine niche. People didn't even know what we meant in those days. They said, well, house wine, that's like a restaurant thing. What do you mean personal house wine? And we'd have to explain to them that it was the wine that people had in their own personal house. It's the one that they personally drank most of the time. So So what I recommend to your listeners is, when you start a business, think about how to distinguish yourself from your right. competition rather than taking them on. Right. Think about creating or discovering a niche and a demand that exists where no one is really addressing the ma- the, the demand. Right. Or look at the cake and slice it a different way. Right. That's I mean, the key. Right, absolutely. I mean, coming from a, from a, a corporate background myself, you know, in sales and and um, starting my own, you know, business, I know one of the key things, you know, that you need to differentiate yourself. You need to, you know, understand that you and so many other people probably going to be doing the same thing you're doing. And why would someone come to you versus someone else? Um, So that's where you can, you know, um, make that difference between, you know, that brand versus another brand. Um, so who were the major players in, 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 in the story of the barefoot wine? You know, I know you and Bonnie and then, uh, um, I'm conscious now making sure I'm saying her name correctly. Yeah, right, right. Okay. So the major players are, um, there's, there's Bonnie and Michael, and then there are the people, uh, that, that are actually advising us and helping us. And these are people that are really not at the highest level. These are not the college people or the professors or mm-hmm. the, the business consultants or you name it. These are people who are actually working in the industry. And they've got names like Don and Bob and Bill and Lou, okay? And we we talk about those folks because we want to encourage other people to see the resources that are right under their own noses, Right. If they will just go out and ask around, and don't don't design your business in a vacuum, go out and find out exactly what it takes to get your product to the consumer, and 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 what hoops you have to jump through. The other people that are in the story are the people who helped us build the brand, which is our own staff, and mm-hmm. we certainly could not have done it without our own staff, and we call them the barefooters. And Love these that. people are absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, Randy Arnold, our national sales manager, 
He was fabulous, and he took the idea of Worthy Cause Marketing to a new level, and we wound up uh, supporting hundreds of nonprofits across the country as a result of Randy's work. And Jennifer Wall, our illustrious winemaker who actually was the most awarded winemaker in California, she's still the winemaker for Barefoot, and uh, what, what an amazing gal she is, just amazing. She could not only win awards every year, but she took on other jobs within the company, administrative jobs, anything that needed to be done. And we talk in the book about how to create a positive company culture, mm-hmm. right. and that's also critical. People say, well, tell us, tell us about business, what that's like. And I say, well, it doesn't matter what business you're in. You're really in three businesses. You're in the business of cash flow management, you're in the business of distribution management, and you're in the business of personnel management. People. And that last one, personnel management, is the one that brings most companies down. And most big companies mm-hmm. mismanage their personnel, too. But if you treat your people with respect, and if you realize that they're human beings with a brain, and you, and you treat them like that, and instead of keeping them in the dark, you keep them lucid you bring ideas to them you say listen we got a problem over here i know you're just receptionist but maybe you'll have an idea for this or you know bill you're the bookkeeper but we've got a problem over here with sales maybe you can help us out you'd be surprised some of the ideas that these people come up with so the key to our business and i pass this on to your listeners is that all businesses whether they know it or not are only two divisions you go to a company, and they might say they got ten divisions. They don't. They have two. One is sales, and the other division is called sales support. And all those other divisions that they have besides sales, they're really part of sales support, whether they know it or not. So if they are not behaving in a way that helps the salespeople do their job, guess what? There's no money for their salaries. There's no money for their bonuses. There's no money for their raises. There's no money for their benefits. So the smart business ties those two groups together. What we did in our business is we offered people bonuses based upon how well the salespeople did. Right. So if the salespeople needed a report from the bookkeeper, the bookkeeper didn't say, you know, I can't get to that right now. I'll get to that next week. The bookkeeper would say, when do you need it? And the salesman would say, tomorrow morning at 8, Mr. Big's going to see me. You know, it's a surprise meeting. He'd say, don't worry, you'll have it on your desk by 7 if I have to stay up all night. So that's, that's the, the leadership. Kind of- yeah, that's that's the leadership role. I mean, you know, when when you care about, you know, um, the people who help you build the business and, 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 and uh, um you know, obviously reward them for all their work that they have done as well. And so they can see value as well in in, in the um, in the work that they do. I mean, sure. I, I like that a lot about you. Obviously, you know, reading, you know, part of um, the, the chapters in the book, which I suggest that, you know, everybody goes to um, the Barefoot Spirit. Um, is it the barefootspirit.com? So they can yes, take a and sample. they can read okay. three chapters. Yeah. Right, so they can get three chapters. But um, some of the things here you say, he, he, um, you think wine should be fun, friendly, and interesting, but it shouldn't be scary. We also think the same about business and life. We all believe your value should be apparent in everything you do. So simply enough, we 
you know, and then you chose um, the gentleman who helped you write the book because he um, he too has the barefoot spirit. And uh, um, I go on here say we agree that the barefoot story is a significant step in the evolution of wine in America. Your success, I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing it in my, you know, me reading it. Your success gave the wine industry and wine drinkers permission to have fun, to be inclusive, and to believe there is not just one way to sell or enjoy wine. We also want to tell our story because we want to share what we've learned. And uh, we uh, want entrepreneur in any industry to know it's not going to be easy, but there is always a way to preserve and to succeed. And we want people to know that even while you are building your business, you can still give back and help causes um, you hold dear to your heart. And I love that. I think, you know... Um, Are you, can you the, hear me? I'm the, not sure because I have interruption here on my on my show, but you can hear me still, right? Sure. Okay. So I mean, I I was just you know rephrasing it in my own word here. What you? That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, and I I think that's great. I mean, you know, obviously not only that you supported great causes, but it also helped you, you know, bring that label where it needed to be. Um, my question is to you, you know. 20 years later, what, when did, was it the decision that you guys wanted to sell? I mean, obviously, Gallo is a huge company who were, you know, first of all, why were they interested in you guys? That was my first question. Well, I, you know, I can't speak for them, but I can tell you that we had gotten to the level of 600,000 cases a year in 50 states and 100 chain stores, uh, all the control states, most of the provinces in Canada, and 28 countries abroad. So we were a serious player, and they knew that they could uh, multiply our success with their superior distribution. Mm -hmm. And they also had the presence of mind to not just take the brand and reinvent it, they saw that it wasn't broken and didn't need fixing. As a matter of fact, they hired us for a year to show them how to keep the entrepreneurial spirit alive. And, of course, that spirit had to do with community involvement. Uh, it had to do with the whole philosophy of permission. Um, it, it had to do with the whole idea of being friendly and uh, you know, having barefooters in the field, mm -hmm. uh, working with nonprofits. So I think, in my opinion, that they have been wildly successful with this brand because they kept it intact. Because right. they inherited a they inherited uh, a, a, uh, a series of, of principles that that is a heritage that the brand has. And instead of stripping it clean down to just a brand and a label, they actually bought the heritage and they, and they believed in it. And as far as I can see, they, they are doing a continue? fantastic job. So they, you think they continue the same philosophy that you uh, and Bonnie had, you know, along the way for 20 years? I believe that they do. I believe they're doing an excellent job. We're very proud right. Uh, of barefoot uh it's what we buy it's what we recommend to our friends that's um, right 
And the thing is, we got to a point where we realized that the best use of our time was actually teaching, mentoring, speaking, and writing because we had so much more to offer after 20 years than just selling wine. Oh, absolutely. So now we can devote ourselves to that type of educational um, pursuit. And the other thing, too, is if if you're... if your listeners go to the Barefoot Spirit uh, uh, website, thebarefootspirit.com, uh, they will see that they can click on the book tasting, it's called, like a wine tasting, to get the mm-hmm. chapters that they right. might like. And if they like it, they can also click on an interesting button that allows them to buy the download now. And what oh, we're offering, what we're offering is... If if they want to read it on their computer or their Nook, it'll work on everything but Kindle, unfortunately, but it'll work on most of the platforms. They can download the book right now, the entire book, and for one price, they get the download and the paper book and the shipping. So we will we will send them the book when the book is published in paper form. And this is, this is great if you... Uh, if you're a boomer and you've got boomerangers who are home and from college and they don't have a job and they don't know what to do, or if you're thinking about starting a business yourself or if you are in business, this is a great opportunity for you to get the download now. And then when you get the, when you get the copy, you can give that to a friend. Okay. So what what I'm I guess I just want to rephrase what you're saying. You can actually download the book now before it published, right? That is correct. I'm letting oh, people that is fantastic. Well, okay. What we're doing is we're we're leaking our own book, but we're leaking it to the general public because we want the average person to read this book and we're interested in what their comments are. And they can leave comments on our Facebook page once they read the book. And we're doing that because we want to get the average person's take on the book before the experts start to take a look at it. Well, uh, Michael, yeah, I think that is fantastic. I want to I wanna ask you a few, couple more questions, but I'm going to sure. give you a little break. I didn't realize how fast the time is going, and we didn't give you any break. Um, so um, please stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.
Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for listening to the show, whether it's archived or live or on iTunes. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, we are speaking today with, um, <clears throat> pardon me, Michael Hulahan, the founder of the Barefoot Wine. And we are talking about how they got their business going, and we're talking about their new book, The The Barefoot Spirit, which out in the store in um, early 2013. But Michael, before the break, he mentioned that the book will be available for download by going right now, before um, the book is actually actually published, by going to the uh, um, thebarefootspirit.com. And uh, when you, there is a, 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 where was the area? Again, I'm trying to launch it while I'm talking with you, but I can't find it. Go to thebarefootspirit.com and you'll see, you'll see, uh, a pit, you'll see, you'll see an offer there where you can, you can uh, buy the book and get the download now for free, and we'll ship the book to you for free. That is. That is so, amazing. That is so good. I thank so you for thank yeah you. for mentioning that because I did not know that. And I want to also congratulate you, Michael, um, for earning the fast track trendsetter hot brand um, without any advertising. Very very impressive. I, I so much to learn from you. I really am honored to for to have you here on my show. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. You know those those awards. Um, actually gave industry permission one of the things that bonnie and i want to do with this book is to demonstrate to american business that spends about 150 billion dollars a year in advertising mm-hmm. that there's an alternative to advertising that may be more effective and that's helping your community and getting your community to have a social reason to buy your product they're going to be much more loyal than if you just hammer them with advertising all the time. So we were able to achieve the top sales awards in the wine industry for volume uh, based on um, worthy cause marketing. That's incredible. I mean, I'm 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 taking notes because this is I think this is a great great way to do it. And I teach marketing, you know, on a smaller version and how to find certain things that are really co- almost zero cost, you know. Um, to some of my uh, um, uh, clients and stuff like that, but I mean, I I think this is a clever, clever um, way you are um, serving your you know things that are dear to your heart, you know, as far sure. as some of these causes out there, and there's tons of them. So I'm sure, you know, we all can have at least a couple of them that we uh, you know we can relate to, or we want to to try to do something good. Um, and in the meantime, can help ourselves in the in the in the process, and I think that's really uh, that's really important. Now, I know you you know you you go out speaking, you do a lot of speaking now, you teach you know, um, and you help small and medium sized businesses you know um, build their um, their business. But where do you see the future of all these entrepreneurs, and what are, what are some of the things that we you can teach us? Um, today on on the air, you know, as far as our thoughts and how we can, you know, I'm always about like thinking outside the box, but I want to, you know, you you can teach us a lot. And I I really appreciate it if you can share some of these tips with us on the air. Well, first of all, I want to say that half of the Fortune 500 15 years ago were in their garage. You notice I didn't say two weeks ago. 
and unfortunately things don't happen as fast as they would like you to think in the press or on the internet you you know you always hear these stories about these overnight millionaires well you also hear stories about people who win millions of dollars in las vegas does that make you want to go and put quarters in the slot probably but that's that's also pandering so so the idea is when you get serious about business you say okay i'm in this for the long haul then the next thing you have to do is you have to develop the right mindset and we call this the basic foundational business principles so they are the guiding principles so when you make a decision in business what what ethics are you looking at that you value and and what are those now you know my grandma used to say the golden rule do unto others as you'd have them do unto you and then my father used to say you got to put yourself in your customer's shoes, which is basically the same thing. Right. And then today we say, well, how would you like it if? So that's one of the one of the guiding principles that you have to put in your head is, are you a person that you would loan money to? Are you a person that you would buy a product from? Mm-hmm. Are you a person that you would buy a, that you would sell a supply to? And when I say that, I'll give you an example. Small companies, for instance, they always run out of money. They always can't pay their bills. So how do you handle it? Well, if you don't have the right guiding principles, you might take the dark side and Mm -hmm. literally go dark and literally hide out and not answer the phone because you know it's a creditor and he wants to get paid and you don't have any money to pay him. But if you take the bright side and you step into the light and you think about being him, you'd think, gee, if I don't pay this guy on time, he's going to be embarrassed that he can't pay his bills, too. Because right. America's just a big house of cards. We're all paying each other. That's how it keeps going. Right. And so what you do is you say, you call him up and you say, you know, Bill, I see from our cash flow statements that I'm not going to be able to make my payment to you on time next month. And I'm giving you notice because I know you have bills to pay with that money. And I am going to tell you that I have a plan to pay you off. And here's what it is. When when we get paid for this, we're going to earmark that check and it's going to go right out to you. And here's when you can expect to get paid. And we're sorry we're late, but we wanted to tell you all about it. Guess what? Bill now wants to extend your credit because you're the kind of person that Bill wants to do he business wants to with. Business with because you're engaging him. Now, let's say you you have an attitude toward vendors, a dark side attitude toward vendors. Oh, it's a salesman. He's trying to sell me something. He's trying to trick me. So, you know, yeah, get out of here type thing. But on the other hand, you take the bright side. You treat the vendor with respect. Guess who the vendor is going to give the deal to when the deal comes down? And I'm talking about excess merchandise or extra credit or what have you. He's going to give it to the people who are treating him with respect. So that's the thing that we have to bring into our business at every level. The same thing with employees. How would you like to work for yourself? See? So just treating people the way that you want to be treated is probably the most important thing, and I think, we forget it sometimes because we get all wound up 
uh, with the pressures and the demands of business that we forget that we might be making decisions that are counterproductive. I think this, these are great tips, um, and I do thank you for sharing them. Um, so what's next? You know, what's next for Michael? Um, you know, any are you thinking about doing anything, you know, new? You're going to continue on inspiring and teaching and, 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 you know, doing all these speaking engagements and, 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 and what, what else? What else is there? Well, what we're doing right now and what we're moving toward is, first of all, we're helping a lot of nonprofits pro bono. That means for free. Mm-hmm. And um, we're helping them develop their, um, their brand and mm-hmm. also their financial sustainability. The other thing that we're doing is we're writing. We have two websites that you can go to where you can get free business advice. It's a, it's a great resource. It's written for the common person. You don't have to be a master's degree in business just to get it. You'll get it if you have a high school education. I guarantee it. Could you but share this, that link yeah, with us? These, okay, there's two sites. One of them is called the Barefoot Wine. It's called it's called BarefootWineFounders.com. It starts mm-hmm. out with barefoot. So just mm-hmm. think about barefoot. BarefootWineFounders.com. Right. And every week on that site, there is a blog post that you can read. It's 600 words, so it's like one-page typewritten, and it's about some aspect of business or life that you will find very valuable, and you'll be able to plug in. And it's, like I say, it's in common terms. It's down to earth. There's no big words. But when you read it, you're going to see it. It's going to ring true with you. And this is stuff that maybe you know, but you've never seen in writing, and I can guarantee you they don't teach this stuff in school. You find out about it by being out in the real world and getting your rear end kicked for a few years. So then we have another site, and this is for people who want to build a brand. They come up with an idea. They want to build a brand. Mm-hmm. They, they like the Barefoot brand. They think it's clever because, you know, of its symbol and all that. So they want to know more about brands. So this site is called thebrandauthority.net. It starts with the word the, thebrandauthority.net not .com, .net. So you go to the brandauthority.net, and there's another blog there, 600 words every week, and it's on everything from labels to logos to slogans to distribution, everything you can imagine, packaging, uh, sales, everything that is involved, worthy cause marketing. You want to know more about worthy cause marketing? You go there. So you go to the brandauthority.net. So these sites are available. We're giving these away to people for free. We're giving away information that I guess we could bottle and sell, you know, in a book. Uh, But we're interested in seeing things change in this country, Um, and we know that the way it's going to happen is in people's garages like it's always happened. The reason that we have a great country here is because we have people who don't quit. We have people who who say, you know what, I am going to pay my bills somewhere or another. I'm going to figure out something to do. Let's see, I've got this laundry room over here, and uh, I'm going to make this widget over here, and maybe my neighbor will buy it, and then maybe the block will buy it, and then maybe the neighborhood will buy it, and maybe the city will buy it, maybe the state will buy it, and, and so forth and so on. So we want to encourage that. But as far as we're concerned, we are embarking on a career of public speaking, 
right. where we're going around to companies and we're going around to groups. I'm going to be the keynote speaker at the, uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Small Business and Entrepreneurial Convention in San Francisco in January. And we're going to be talking about things like what it takes and uh, basically the, the guiding principles. The guiding success. principle. I like that. The guiding and the attitude. Principles. How how much attitude has to do with this? Oh, well, attitude has a ton. It's it's about attitude and it's about guiding principles. Yes. But but that's what the Barefoot Spirit book is about. You, when you read the Barefoot Spirit, there's nothing in there that says, okay, here are the guiding principles one two three four. No, you're gonna you're gonna discover them yourself and clean them uh, and pick up on the morals of the stories that are in the book and the stories. They're interesting, they're they're fun, they're eye-opening. I guarantee you that if you love wine, you'll never look at a bottle of wine the same way after reading this book. You're going to have so much respect for what it takes to get it. Ah, I love that because I just, you know, you never know what's behind the story behind that, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a wine uh, lover and uh, um, this so we're gonna pull is, uh, back I can't wait curtain. to read the whole book. I'm sorry. We're going to pull back the curtain and show you the wizard. Oh, I love that! I thank you. That is that is incredible because I'm, you know, I mean, everything happens for a reason in this world, and I know we talked a little bit about this, how we got to communicate you and I, um, and and um, having you on the show. So this is uh, definitely um, um, a great. You know, I'm grateful for that. I, I do thank you. Well, it's you. delightful, Ria, and I, I love what you're doing with the show, oh, and I love you. your attitude about helping people, you know, get up and get out there and achieve their dreams. And uh, I think we need more encouragement today. You read the newspaper, it's discouraging, oh, I know. you know. I know. Heck, uh, come on. Things aren't I, that I, bad. I actually made it, made it my intention to avoid um, listening to the news, and uh, I, I I started doing that, you know, a while back. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, if I, if I want to know what's going on in the world, all I have to do is just go online, you know. So, it, it, you know, the news will, will find you, you know. Well, the so news why finds you. We, yeah, exactly. Why would we take that, you know, the initiative to actually, you know, put ourselves down and, and start having that attitude of, like, no jobs, no this, and blame it. And, you know, I know you one of those people who I love about you that you always say we got to take responsibility for ourselves and for our life, for our action, for everything that shows up in our life. And I know I've heard you saying that. I know I've, I've went on YouTube and I think I've heard you saying that those words, we need to take responsibility. Um, and, and, and so when we blame it on others and whatever the circumstances. You're disempowering yourself. I'm sorry? When you blame others, when you blame others, you're disempowering yourself. Exactly, absolutely. You're giving your power to to someone else, and 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 obviously you will put yourself down. Process. You become but a victim. What I wanted way. to say, Michael, you will continue to hear from me. I know for sure. I will be definitely in contact and touch with you, and and we'll take it. You know, um, hopefully um, further in some collaborating work or whatever we can do. But I do want to thank you. And I do highly recommend for everybody who wants to be inspired to, you know, whether they are in business and they want to take their business to the next level or they thinking about starting a small business, is to go ahead and read that book because that's really going to inspire you to realize no matter what, how difficult and what kind of obstacles 
that comes along the way, there's always an action step that will eliminate that obstacle. But you need to know what is it that you want. I think the first thing and and uh, and what a great book to be inspired by and and what a great guest to have to inspire you to to do that. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure, and I love what you're doing, Ria. Thank you. I thank you so much. And please tell Bonnie I apologize for pronouncing her name wrong in the beginning of the show. But um, I was thinking Bonnie, but then I, I said Connie. But I apologize, and I would love to have her, you know, for her to be on the show. I'm grateful that you are. And uh, till next time, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care now. Okay. Have a great day. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, my friends, and, and again, thank you all for listening to the show. Remember, the show will be archived. Actually, we start to um, stream now and go into archive, and it will also be available um, for download on iTunes. I do suggest that you download the show or listen to it again. Michael had shared a lot of great information with us on the show and uh, a great person to have and to be inspired and uh, take some of these uh, great tips that he shared with us and, and put it into um, in, in your business, in your life, because I think this goes across everything we do in our life on a personal as well as a professional level. Um, Michael had shared a few websites that he offers um, his regular blog, um, www.barefootwinefounders.com. That's S in the N, dot com. And then he also, if he said he wanted, you wanted to build a, a brand, uh, your business, you can go to www.thebrandauthority.net. And then, of course, you can go to the barefootspirit.com. So you can download a taste of the book or you can download the whole book. And Michael shared with me on the air that the book is available for download right now before it gets released into the public um, next year. And with the download, when you purchase the, the, the book, you will also get the, the actual book and the free delivery along the way. And that's a very generous of, uh, of them to offer that. And uh, so go get the book until next week. Look forward to, um, to have you um, and to be speaking with you guys. So thank you again so much for being here. Take care. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.